Welcome, everybody. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Uh, I'm Ricky. This is Dennis. You're watching Den Excelsior, the mostly Marvel podcast. What's up? Sorry, I just had to turn my phone off because my mom called oh. me right was started. And apparently, do not disturb doesn't work for your mom. I don't know. Like, it rang. It rang anyways. I had it on. I mean, that's good, right? I guess so. Yeah, I mean, uh, hey, mom, if you're awkward. Wa- yeah, if you're watching, that's like, comment, and subscribe, and yeah, 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 like, comment, <laughs> subscribe. Uh, other than that, what's going on? Uh, just uh, it's we had Thanksgiving last week, and that's why we didn't uh, we didn't do the show. We wanted to we wanted to do the, the familial obligations and hang out and and, and uh, chill and and. Uh, even though there was new nerd content, we just decided to take a break for the week. So how was your Thanksgiving, Ricky? I never asked you that. My Thanksgiving was great. Um, got to, you know, going to a different, I'll say different family, a family that is not your normal Thanksgiving family. Mm-hmm. Always new food. There's always new, new stuff going on. You know, it's like a little surprise. You don't know how people cook the mashed potatoes. You're going to white gravy and your brown gravy. It's like a, a mystery box of food. That's fair. I mean, I think that's kind of true about going to dinner at someone's house anytime. But yes. Yes. Yeah. Insightful say, thoughts here. Yeah. Thanksgiving food is trash, though. That's my that's my my hot take. It's not anyone's in particular, but like there's a reason why we only eat it once a year. Um, if I'm ever given the privilege to host a Thanksgiving, it's going to be a brisket. So. I think the turkey is the most inferior bird that we eat as a society. Yes. I think all other birds are better. I would rather 100%. have quail, pheasant, duck, chicken, ostrich, ostrich I, all of them. All of them are better <laughs> than the turkey. The turkey is, I don't know why that poor animal got associated with this this weekend, this last weekend. The big, big turkey market. I know. It's the turkey lobbyists, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, did you manage to do anything nerdy on your weekend? Um, well, I watched the required content for this show, um, and what else? I've I've watched uh, all of. I finished Goosebumps. I thought that show was over. That show like ends, and then mm-hmm. there's like two more episodes, and then it ends again. <laughs> um, probably never know. I'll that show is amazing. Know. It. Just with how how campy and cheesy it is, I I I love it to death. I hope I know they're not going to make more, but I really do hope they make more. Um, but the one little nerd content stuff I've been binging on, I actually just watched the most recent episode today, uh, the Godzilla show, the Gods and Monsters. We talked about it earlier during our pre meeting, but it basically turns the Gareth Edward Godzilla like the the opening credits where they're, they're doing like all the old timey footage. They mm-hmm. turn that into a show. And it's really it's really cool. They because they they pull off the human element that's needed to make a Godzilla story work when there's not a lot of Godzilla in it. Um, oh, so is Godzilla barely in the show? There's a lot of monsters, but he's like it's the presence, kind of like how the first movie is. The presence is more like 
it's, it's mm-hmm. the scary part is like, oh, when it's going to happen. But okay. they tie the human stuff up with Kurt Russell. And that's Kurt Russell's a good actor until his son. So they, yes. they do really good work playing the same character. Also, the guy from um, shit, what's the show? The comedy show set in Magic Kamunga. The, the workaholics. Three, yes, one of the workaholics guys in the, in, is in the show as well. Is it Anders Holmes or is it Blake Anderson or is it? Not um, the curly hair guy and not the famous one. The most famous. Adam, not, not Adam Devine. Not Adam Devine. So it's the Anders third Holmes. third one. Yes. Anders Holmes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. He's good. Yeah. No. He's he's a decent actor. I like him. I like him. Uh, I'll check that show out uh, eventually when I re-up my subscription to Apple Plus. I just don't. I don't do it regularly because I just don't. I don't think there's enough content on there for me to normally. So I just kind of binge like for a month. I'll do that. There's like it's like prime Godzilla fan time because you got this. There's apparently Godzilla minus one. The new. Uh, Japanese, 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 I guess, movie. Japanese mainline Godzilla movie, which is apparently pulling some crazy uh, critic scores. And then yeah. like Godzilla versus Kong 2 is coming out here in the next couple months. They fight again. Oh, my God. Godzilla X-Cons are buddies this time around. Oh, my goodness. Movie. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I've just never been a fan. We were I've watching never been a fan Godzilla at some point during the show. Oh, all right. My, my crypt or my crack right there. I'll 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 take that bullet because I give you I throw a lot of bullets your way. Uh, specifically, um, I'm pretty sure I don't know if you know this, but so just for anybody tuning in uh, today, um, our plan is to discuss uh, the latest four episodes of Invincible. Uh, there was not a new episode this week because they actually are on the mid-season break. So mm-hmm. we just kind of thought we'd recap and review and um, the, the 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 mid-season so far. Um, but what that means is there's no Invincible this week. There's no Invincible next week. Um, so we got to pick something for you to watch. And I was kind of lobbying for it earlier today. And I really, really think... You gotta watch. You gotta watch Die Hard for the first time ever. It's going Ricky. back in theaters. That's so cool. You gotta watch it, Ricky. I, I won't it. commit now, but if I, if mm, you're committing, if you can time it where I go to the theaters and watch it. I, you might have me. When is it coming back in theaters? Now we're gonna check. I mean, oh. just watch it at home and just no. And you gotta just... watch the movies. I to be yeah. fair, I I just never liked. I I've okay. I've seen the fourth Die Hard, the one with Justin Long, and uh, is it Guy Ritchie in that movie? I have no idea, dude. But I just I think I I just never seen the original Die Hard. The fourth Die Hard was made for a younger audience, hence why I probably liked it when I was thirteen. Um, but I just the discourse around is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? I just never cared to watch it, and then I think Alan Rickman died, and then that it's like, eh. And then Bruce Willis is, is but going that's why you stuff. But that's why you watch. I it don't because, because those two actors were in their prime then, man. Is that, that prime was Bruce the, Willis? That was Bruce Willis when he was be, like a a, a that's shooting the star. Okay, <laughs> he was already well. He was already famous because of a TV show he was on. 
<laughs> and then he made the jump, excuse me, he made the jump from TV to movie in Die Hard. And it was a critical success. Like that movie just was, it was, at least in my mind, it was. I want to believe. Comes out Friday. Oh, this Friday? Yeah. Mm, I, mean, I can stream it. I mean, we also got Aquaman. We got one more tentpole. Yeah, but uh, Aquaman's in, in two weeks, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to help us have something fun to discuss next week. All right. We all know we're doing Aquaman. That's not that's a given. We're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna you can count on us. Yeah, we're it's a it's a mostly Marvel podcast, but we will never uh shy away Professional from DC, courtesy. DC content. I love DC stuff, so December 21st is Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Now we'll see if we talk about it that week or the week after, but we will be talking about Aquaman before this year ends. That, that's for sure. Promise. Um, cool. Well, uh, I guess what have I been nerding out? Yeah, what have you been I doing? I, I finished Spider-Man 2 like a week ago. The game? Yeah, the game. Is is it better than rank the, the three most recent Spider-Man games? Miles is my favorite of the three. Number two? The first one. Okay. So this is... <laughs> my, my, my problem is, like, I think... I don't disagree. That, I haven't beaten I think, it, but I don't disagree so far. I think that the first one and Miles dare to be different in cool ways. And I think this one, that the newest one doesn't do anything I haven't seen before. Can we, can we, are we, are we talking spoilers or can we? We don't have to, but I mean, I, I'm just saying, I think the, uh, the plot line of, of, of Harry, you know, Harry being the, the recipient of the symbiote, uh, which is kind of teased at the, at the end of the first game, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like that's, that's not new ground that's been done in, in cartoons and other, and other media and stuff. So. Like, I, I, didn't, I, I wasn't excited. I've not about beaten it. the game, but I've I'm I guess I'm a little over halfway now. But I really enjoyed the parts before the character Venom comes in. I like the Harry and Peter dynamic a lot. It's it's you know all it does is it feels like a do over on Amazing Spider Man two the movie, like it feels like they they do it the same way. <laughs> Harry was just missing for for years I and years and years. Parts of that movie um, this this week, uh, just because like I I remember I, I wanted to watch the electric fight and then I wanted to watch the the end fight to see how like how they ended up how he ended up the goblin again or the new proto goblin whatever the hell. Yeah, is. It, yeah, he is a green goblin. Whatever. Yeah, but I think yeah, there was just so many things going on uh in that game that just weren't they were they were fan service without context like without rally like cool context and i'll be honest like craven is like the first you know main villain of the story kind of like the last game how like the, the you know in the first game it's like it's kind of like mr negative for for most of the game yeah. and then and then dr octopus becomes the big villain at the end it's a similar thing except uh, the pacing, I think, was a little better in the first game. And so the second game, like Craven, he wears out his welcome. It's just it just becomes it's yeah, so much. There's it's so much. God, 
That's that scream fights better. Oh, I like. I'm that not. Part, I'm not a it, fan it, of like. It's of, it's it's fan service for fan service. Or well, for, for it's bad in the sense. I think it's just bad game design. I'm I'm just not a fan of like fight the thing. All right, health goes down. Cutscene. Fight the thing again. Health goes down. Yeah. Cutscene. Fight the thing again. Yeah. And then when you do it four times, it's like, God damn, yeah. I just want to move on. It's it's a it's a bit much. I think the entire game kind of insists itself upon you a little sometimes. So, so I think it's funny because IGN got a lot of a lot of flack, and I think I think the reason why is because they. They did a good job of explaining how the game improves on a lot of mechanics and stuff. From the, the Spider-Man parts games. of the game are good. I think it's yes. better. It is the best Spider-Man game in that regard. But it's but it's not. It's not. It's not the best Spider-Man game because the story doesn't serve anything of, of, of real value, and that's the weird part. So so I get that IGN, you know, was like it's the technically the best Spider-Man game ever made. Well, we're gonna give it an eight, and then that really pissed off a lot of fans. But I get it, honestly. Yeah, it's a it's a good game. It's just not better than yeah the other two or other ones. Yeah, um, but that doesn't mean we're it's also, a bad game. Yeah, we're also just spoiled. You know what I mean? Like there's uh, there's so many Spider Man games, so it's hard. It's hard, you know. But uh, I'm I'm kind of glad you asked me that because we. I did have something that I wanted to do in a little while after we get through the news. Um, I kind of wanted to like on, on the subject of that, like it kind of inspired me to, to maybe like have a, a draft of like what you and I would consider the best superhero games. So I'm going to give you a little time to think about that. So we'll talk about the news. And then before we get into Invincible, we're going to do a little draft here. All right. Cool. All right, let's do it. What's uh have you been watching anything? Uh, I have been watching uh, Fargo. I've been rewatching Fargo. Oh, okay. I didn't watch Fargo. You told me to watch Fargo. Watch I've been rewatching Fargo. Uh, I, you know, like um, that. Other than Invincible, Invincible is like the only really nerdy oh, thing I have watching right Fargo's now. Fargo is one of those shows because it's this is fourth season, fifth season, the fifth season. Yes, like. I get like the Breaking Bad. I've never seen Breaking Bad, and I don't. I, I like. I can't now, right? Like, I just. I'm not a binger. Mm, you can. You can watch it. Like, I know once I commit to watching Fargo, I'm gonna feel like an adult. <laughs> it sounds weird. Like that's an adult show to me. Versus like it, it is an adult show. It's 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 uh, it's intense. It's about like uh, you know protecting the ones you care about from from the wolves out there in the world and. It's pretty scary, like you know, when you when you run into it's real crazy. world scary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you just never know when somebody's going to show up and shoot you in the back of the head. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 fiction, you know. It's still fiction. I think the other fun thing about it is that it always starts by saying it's based on a true story, and but it's not. They just, they just they like to play with the idea of what true is, or what true stories are. So. Um, it's a true story, as in it's a it's a really good story, you know. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's that's all I've been nerding out on lately because it's mostly just, uh, you know, I've been playing uh, a pretty good amount of Baldur's Gate three because I love it so much, and so I need to get back into it. It's that's my favorite game. I need period. my clan, my posse. I need a clan or posse. At oh, that point, like. 
I figured I'd ask you now. We we I I need to get our our group chat on board to hop in back in the GTA. Those if if you have a group of people in GTA, it's it's a party, man. Yeah, I'm with sure all the dumb shit you do. Um, but I was trying to pivot that into a segue for the news. Um, I get, I teed up the news earlier. You did, and I was I was gonna I totally butchered that. You well, did. You did. it's okay. GTA will be in the news next week, but we're gonna talk about the news that happened this week. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. If if you know video games, I, I guess. I, I guess. feel like Grand Theft Auto is like a, a big thing, right? Sure. When that trailer drops next week, it, it it'll be like on CNN. Mm. I never, I never cared so much really about the stories of GTA's. I just like to kind of hang out in that world for a little while and then be like, I'm good with this. I'm done. Yeah, that's that's what they're good for. Yeah. Well. I got some comic book news for us. Did you hear about this? Uh, I have not. Marvel but... has rewritten uh, basically Night Nightcrawler's origin story between him and Mystique. Okay. So before before we get with the new one, do you do you know that that origin story between the two, or basically uh, Nightcrawler's origin? Nightcrawler is the child of Mystique and Azazel, and. I believe she tries to kill the baby, but it it bamps because it, it's born blue, you know, with the tail and fuzzy and all that stuff. And I think she tries to throw it in a river and it bamps. And next thing you know, it gets adopted by a, a monastery and stuff like that. Well, um, I guess in recent times, uh, Mystique has basically been in a relationship with Destiny. Yeah, and... it's always kind of been it's been implied for decades that she is uh she and and destiny are lovers but you know because of the times it wasn't able they weren't able to necessarily be as open about it but now they are right yeah but the new kind of origin is destiny is the mother of mystique or sorry destiny is the mother of nightcrawler and the father is azazel who who basically mystique turned into azazel and she in that state was able to transform her full biology into Azazel. They had a baby, and then Mystique has took the baby back. There's a little more, a little more so, mind wipingness. So, so you're saying Mystique is the father? Yes, Mystique is now the father of Nightcrawler, and Destiny's the mother. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> I mean. Sure, I don't, I don't. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's still technically Azazel and Mystique's kid, so whatever. Like, it's, yeah, I guess. Yeah, know. genetically, it's probably the still same kid. Yeah, they just added a second mom into the mix. So, yeah, sure. Okay, I guess next. That's but why? Why did they do that? Is there, they um, explain why? Did they say why? To sell comic books. Okay, cool, 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 cool. That makes sense. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Next bit of news actually from October, and I meant to add it back in there. Totally lapsed my mind. But 
Are you familiar with Marvel Contest of Champions? I am. It's the fighting game where you just like randomly tap on the screen until your character mobile beats the other character. Game. Yes. Yes, on your on your mobile phone. Yes. They added a brand new character, uh, a brand new Marvel character called T um she is a first nation superhero um and she's inspired uh by first nation people and she has the fighting strengths of brother grizzly and the skill to heal from sister eagle and i thought it was cool i i haven't recalled the last time a comic book i guess character is she a comic book character technically well she is she she is once once they add her to the comics. Exactly. But I, w- I wanted to, to pick the question, aside from Harley Quinn, who is your favorite non-comic book, comic book character? I mean, um, what's, his, what's his name? Um, Arrow is Bay, you know? <laughs> Arrow? What? Oh, A-E-R-O? Yeah. Where is she from? She's from um, that other mobile game, uh, Future really? Fight. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I think Wave is also too. If I, I can't remember, uh, Arrow. Like... De- Arrow definitely is. They let. They it. let. Uh, yeah, but they with um, I think uh, with Arrow they were just trying to create a Chinese American um, character. Like they're just trying to, they're just trying to fill out, you know, have more and more um, representation among different groups. There were some, yeah. some leaky leaks on Chang Chi too. Heroin waves, uh, name popped up. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. No, the video games. It's actually, I like. It's not as uncommon as you think nowadays. Um, like they've been, the games that are successful get, <laughs> get to do get to do these kind of things. So. Um, so yeah, it's 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 happened recent more recently than you'd think in, in in other games. So it's cool though. It's cool. I like I I like seeing characters that I didn't know anything about and then being like, I want to know more. Like We're that's how, another that was big. Uh, another cool new character in What If, right? That's uh... right. Yeah, another another uh, 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 Native Nation. American. Yeah, First mm-hmm. Nation. Yeah, we're gonna get another one in in What If. So uh, yeah, it's it's. I think I think it's in the spirit of Stan Lee, right? Which is like Stan Lee wants he he wants the Marvel universe to grow beyond, you know, the few people that that were that were in charge <laughs> of of coming up with these things. And so I think when it becomes a collaborative experience when more and more people get to put their creative stamp on stuff then it becomes you get more buy-in really is is what you get right so like the more people that are allowed to to say hey i want yeah i want this kind of thing represented in my in my marvel universe uh and if the powers that be allow that to happen then then we all benefit from it right so i think it's cool i think it's it's an awesome thing uh for the record i believe contest of champions was the first place that venom pool appeared as well uh, which has also been made into a oh god uh, isn't yeah that toy a, a, Mar- right? a Marvel Legends toy yeah and That's same goes where... for War Machine there's, Punisher. There's another toy from I have multiple toys I think yeah that one too uh, also the Civil Warrior 
Yep. It's it okay. looks like an yeah. Iron Man with a with a Captain America motif, but it's not the Iron Patriot. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> so Contest of Champions is is contributed a few new creations. Um I would say this is the most original one that that, that we've seen so far. I wonder how much money yeah. this, this game makes. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Yeah. I told I remember playing it years ago and yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. kind of I, to see it's still going. I played it for a minute and I was like, this is kind of boring. So but the <laughs> character models look really nice. They they always look really cool. Cool. So, yeah. I hope Avengers King Dynasty isn't boring because it is now being uh written by Michael Waldron. So for context, Michael Waldron, uh I guess one of the co-creators of the Loki series. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's season one and season two. And he's already tapped to write uh, Secret Wars. And uh, after I, the shake-up with directors, I, he got tapped to do King Dynasty. Which didn't I feel like it should be like this uh, in the beginning. Didn't he have some input on uh, Multiverse of Madness also? I believe so. Michael I feel Waldron. like he did. Yeah. I yes. could be wrong. He wrote it, uh, right? You're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. He wrote it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know if you've seen recently, but there's been a lot of interviews with uh, Elizabeth. He's from Wilson. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty writer. He is. He is from Rick and Morty. But um, yep. there's been a lot of uh, scathing like uh, interviews going on where uh, like um, Elizabeth Olsen's been throwing shade at that at that whole movie because like, um, you know, I guess the people who were creating that movie never actually watched WandaVision. <laughs> so she was getting kind of weirded out when she was like reading the scripts and the things that they wanted her to do. And the character just didn't feel like the character that she ended the season on you know, the series on. And she was like, you know, did you guys watch WandaVision? <laughs> no, no, we didn't get a chance to. And it's like, eh, that's kind of weird. It's, it's a little gross. It's a little gross, right? Because it's a very important part of who sh- who that character became. And then she does feel, right? She feels a little bit more mustache twirly in, in Doctor Strange than she was at the end of um, Wan- at the end of WandaVision. At WandaVision, yeah. you feel like she's a sympathetic character, even though she did some really horrible things. There was, I feel like there was like a uh, a spotlight episode missing in between. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like a Marvel Legends episode. You don't right? really get her. You you don't really see her. You see her with a dark hole, but you don't really see her sad about her children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But when she's like, of, yeah, crazy sad. Yeah, it is a big jump. Yeah. Random, random, slightly related thing. Uh, you know, as I, I've told you, I've been rewatching uh, Fargo. I've been watching it with my wife because she never watched the old ones. Um, back then, uh, uh, the reason I, one of the reasons I wanted to watch it in the first place is because it's created by the guy who does, um, who did Greek Legion, uh, Noah Hawley. And uh, now at, in the later seasons of, of uh, Fargo, he like writes and directs it. But, you know, back in the first season when FX gave him the show to, to work on, uh, they didn't necessarily like entrust him with with all that that power. So he, he had people come in and direct. And uh, I think the last half of the season or at least the last back third, I noticed a name that was very familiar is Matt Shackman. Matt Shackman was... directed an episode of Godzilla. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. He also he was the showrunner on WandaVision, and he also is the current person in charge of the Fantastic Four movie, right? He's directing Fantastic Four, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that kind of cool. I mean, not to loop it back to guys a little, but yeah, Matt Shackman directed one episode, and I think the story is co-written by Matt Fraction, who wrote the Hawkeye story, which the Hawkeye show is based off of, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, a lot of names okay. that I I recognize pop up in those credits. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, but I, I'm just um, so yeah, Michael Waldron, cool. We'll see. We'll see how that goes with. Uh, he's he's. You he's want now... the guy who introduced King to continue writing King in the MCU, right? Not if it's not if the same guy's not playing King, I guess. Right. I mean, I mean that's going on right now. We'll, we will probably know before the end of this year what that man's status is. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, but I I suppose that he should be the one running with the ball, um, to make sure that there's a internal consistency if we do have to replace that actor. Right. So mm -hmm. sure, I guess I just don't I don't like. And in fairness, in fairness, the Russo brothers were not known for their action movies before they did action movies. You know what I mean? So they well, were they, they were, however, known for their action because they did the paintball episodes of <laughs> Community. And those are like some of the best episodes of Community. But still, you know, like, so I'm willing to give Michael Waldron a chance to see what he can do. Like, yeah, he, he just needs to write and then they fight and then that gets taken to the people who do that. Yeah. And the, and the reality is, yeah, yeah, it's all pre-biz, right? Right. Yeah. Marvel already knows exactly what's going to happen through most of it. You know, like it's a it's a community. It's a it's a committee that is already determined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the important scenes that are going to happen. So, I mean, like it. I, I think mileage may vary, but when you're uh, Sam Raimi, you get to put your your stamp on a movie. When you're uh, Michael Waldron, you're going to run it by the numbers. You know, like you're going to do it exactly the way Marvel wants you to do it. So it's good and bad. Very good good. Uh, Loki, I think Loki pulled some. Hey, I won't hit on Loki anymore. Yeah. I won't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> OK, it's 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 now officially one of the best ones. It's it's it's. Loki yeah. pull, pulled off quite the Hail Mary there at the end. It was it was pissing me off pretty good though. I'll give you I'll give Yeah, you so if if you know think of it like Avengers uh King Dynasty, same thing with the uh Secret Wars. Avengers King Dynasty better not piss me off though, okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all. It's no. it's cool. Well, that that was my news that I pulled. And while we were doing the news, I Pulled up my list that I have to uh, see who has the best uh, best video game list. All right, so so ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do something nice here for it free uh, for everybody to participate in in the comment section at a later time if you want, uh, or you can comment along if you're live with us right now. But here's what we're gonna do: Ricky and I are gonna do a snake draft. Uh, that means uh, whoever goes first gets to choose their top pick then the other person gets to do two then we go back to the other person for two and then it, it, so and so on until we finish our, our top five now i just mm -hmm. wanted to set some rules here really quick okay. i know we kind of established them before but i i, I want to clarify some in, ca in, in case you have to make some changes 
So when I approached you with the idea of, hey, we should do a superhero draft to kind of pick our top games, I probably meant to say games based on superhero franchises. That's probably what I meant to say. You know what I mean? Not so when I say that so fractured butthole would not work. Fractured butthole probably not going to work and probably <laughs> not and not infamous. Okay. Like, I okay. think is that, is that yeah. fair? Is yeah, that fair? Like, uh, I like, I, I just, infamous. yeah, it, infamous is actually on a lot of people's lists. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't love infamous. Um, that like, insomnia, yeah. right? That was insomnia. It's insomnia yeah. also. Yeah. It was their, it was their, uh, demo. PS3. For, 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 yeah. For Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 yeah, and they did one. They did one for PS4, I believe, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, so games based on the actual, you know, actually known superhero uh, IP is what I was really intending oh. for this for this thing. Um, and uh, then the other rule I said before was, uh, you know, we're treating individual games as individual games, so you can't you can't sweep a whole franchise with one pick. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. So. With that said, we're going to allow uh, you guys to choose uh, in the comments from, from here to eternity, which of us got the better draft. So we're, so, for I think for context, we are making the best overall list, not what I would deem the best or what Dennis would deem the best. Well, I'm going to do what I deem is the best and you're oh. going to try, you're going to try. Okay. To do that, but then it's up to the viewers to decide which okay. of, All right. All which right. of us is wrong. And I, right. I get first pick. You get first pick, sir. You get to go. Arkham City. Arkham Batman City. Arkham City. Do you want to say why it's it's that one? Uh, I, personally, I think Arkham Asylum is the better game. It it's like the Spider Man argument we had earlier, but. I, I I recognize that a lot of people like Arkham City because you got to explore Gotham. You got the you got the full Batman experience with that game versus Arkham Asylum. And that I mean that game gave us I think the fighting the fighting in that game is really what made Spider Man happen. Like that is Spider Man fighting is Batman fighting. And the way you kind of jump from enemy to enemy and stop and don't like you don't really stop. It's all very fluid. That all comes from from that series. And if I have to pick that series, I'm picking the best one in it. So Arkham City. All right. Okay. Cool. What you I got? get to. That's where you you're, you're yeah, out of the yeah. gates with Ar Arkham City, huh? Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Here we go. Uh, I get to pick two now, right? My two. Yeah. I'm gonna start with what I realized is is actually probably the game the, the superhero game i've played the most outside of dc universe i'm not counting i'm not uh, sorry i'm not oh. saying i'm not counting DC universe i'm just saying the fatal flaw of dc universe is you never get to play as the characters you know what the i mean game's still going i know it's still going but i did play it a lot but that's not on my list my number one superhero game injustice 2 I believe that I have played that game more than any other superhero game. And it's partially because it's still got Kevin Conroy as Batman. 
but it's also probably got one of the boldest storylines I've ever seen in a video that game. That game has a really good story. It has. And it's not. It's not story. long. It's like it's a very like. It's long it enough. Starts, it's long but enough. But it's not. It's it's like they just do it. There's. I don't think there's filler in that game, or what you would call filler. Yeah, like it's. It feels unfair to call that a fighting game because there's so much more story to it than there is yeah. fighting. But um, I think it's a very compelling story. I think it's really well acted. I think they try when they can. It, it, the storyline is based on a story that was from the Justice League cartoon, but they kind of took it and just blew it out and made it super MA uh, rated and, and just really violent and and really dark. It's a really dark story. And and um, I I just love that game so much. that like, And I love the many ways you can play it. It's got an AI battle mode that is just so freaking fun. And honestly, that that story, um, or I mean, that game had so many modes that I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't help but love it the most. Uh, now, before I I point, I put this out here. Uh, we have a comment, but I'm I'm not going to put that out there. I'm going to pick my number two pick, and I'm so glad that you just barely dodged the bullet on this one, Ricky. Uh, because for me, Arkham Knight is my favorite of the. You like the Batmobile? I love the Batmobile, and and everything you said, everything you said about Arkham City is is true, but actually not true, because you don't get all of Arkham, uh, or you don't get all of Gotham City in Arkham City. Yeah. You get a section. You get a section of Arkham uh, of Gotham that's been changed into something weird, right? Crime Alley. What you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, but you, but it's like all, it's all like, it's the whole part of the city has been like closed Transport. off and like transformed to be in the themes of of like the Arkham characters and stuff like that. So as much as it's a really cool experience that takes like builds on the awesomeness of of Arkham Asylum, which I also prefer to Arkham City, um, I think I think I do. Yeah, but um, for me the the uh, there's a few things that make arkham knight so much better one being that the joker's dead in this game and yet he's still in this game and he's in your head he's in batman's head and i i just think that's the coolest thing going on in the story is like you're trying to understand what the hell is happening and and they also play to the muscle memory that you've experienced over the previous two games so like grapple hook, right? It's just one of the most satisfying ways to climb buildings mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But in the third game, every now and then you grapple hook to the top of a building and bam, <laughs> you just get a jump scare because the Joker is just right there in your face and it scares the bejesus out of you. And I think it's a really cool game mechanic that they that only works because of the, the foundation set up by the previous two. So no, oh. no shade, no shade to the other two games. But I love, I think that Darkham Knight is the complete experience. Shout out to Arkham Asylum, though, for that Scarecrow mission. Oh, when yeah. And the game yeah. glitches is amazing. Yeah. So And the VR game. The VR game is solid, too. I know, man. The VR game is awesome as well. Um, so, but yeah, I, it's, it's good to see Batman is currently representing all three of our picks so far. Um, Kevin Conroy, <laughs> all three of them. Uh, that's just to say, hey, this is the mostly Marvel podcast, but 
That's how much we love our Batman. Um, so keep it going. You get two picks now, Ricky. I get, I get two. Okay. Oh, by the way, this was what Joel said before I finished my picks. At this point, Ricky is winning, and I like well, injustice. I'm going to take it back. Number two for me, and it's number one depending on what type of gamer you are, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Or not 3, 2. Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Ooh, I mistake you. I, I'm going to take you for a ride. Um, it's right. like one of the best fighting games ever. And it's it's a solid fighting game. Great looking it's pixel art. You get the best, some of the best looking Marvel characters. One of the best Iron Mans. And one of the best Iron Man uh, weapons. What are the... Proton weapon? Cannon. Pro, Proton Cannon, yeah. Yeah. Um, great game overall. You know, you know, my only problem with that game, like it, it was, it was, it, it didn't make the, the cut on my list, but it is there on my, on my backup list. My only problem with that game is I don't give a crap about the Capcom characters. No one does. I, I don't. When I play MVC, I never use the Capcom characters. I just won't do it. I won't do it. It's just, it's just gross to me. So, but I, I, I respect that. It's a good, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Going to take you for a ride is iconic music. It just never stops. Number three, and I think I'm I might get black for this one. I'm gonna pick Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap is probably the best Marvel game in the past five years. I think I'll say that. I think it's better than both Spider Man. It's a vi- it's a very different game. But that game is addicting. It's quick. Tons of replayability. And you just get everyone in that game. Like, I, I was thinking about it. And I wanted to put um, Ultimate Alliance on this list. I really like those games. Because, again, you get everybody in those games. Mm-hmm. But I think Snap trumps that. And what's neat is I think the, the, the card's powers, they really do a good job of reflecting whatever the person's... Uh, Real life powers are there through some mm. means of magic. I think they uh, okay. One, I'm not shading, I'm not throwing shade on this one at all okay. because it was on my list, okay. so you're not even wrong for, for picking it. Um, but I, I have it further down my list because I disagree with that point. I think that they try their best to make a card that can only ever have one ability reflect and, and encompass you know, a core aspect of a character. But I feel at the same time, like there's characters that can't be properly represented because they have multiple things going on. You know what I mean? Like, like um, we get Wolverine's healing factor, but we don't get his berserker rage or we don't get senses, you know, you get one, you know, Spider-Man, what we get his, webbing ability but we don't get a super strength we don't get a spider sense you know what i mean so i i i feel you in that it's really cool to have these cards that like say that they're these characters but i don't feel like they fully um are integrated in a way that makes me feel like yes this is spider-man you know like this is because if they did that then i would play spider-man all the time in every game ever you know (laughs) Um, but I, it's a good pick. It's it, I think you're on your other points, highly addicting, uh, super fast, simple gameplay. It's great. Uh, so yeah, I got no problem with that one. Great pick. Good, good cool. job. 
Good job. Is my turn two. for two? Yeah. So okay. you get. No, you get. Okay, I get, get two. two. I get two. And I get one, and you get one. No, I get two, and I'm, I'm, I'm. I get two, and then I get one. Yeah. You get you get two more. You get two more, and you're done. Okay. I'm gonna go. All right. So, uh, we were talking about these briefly, um, and I think I kind of I I, I kind of spoiled it a little earlier. Um, I thought long and hard about this, and uh, there's a lot of games on my list, uh, and I knew I had to have a Spider-Man game on the list. Um, there are a lot of Spider-Man games that I love, uh, but I'm going to honestly say, like, I I'm going to put Miles Morales as as my pick for the Spider-Man game that I want represented on this list, because one, it's PS5, great, great, amazing graphics, ray tracing, all this stuff. Um, uh, two, I think it's such a fresh take to have a Spider-Man game that's completely devoted to somebody that's not Peter Parker. Um the closest we ever got before that was Shattered Dimensions, where we got mm -hmm. multiple Peter Parkers, you know what I mean? Um, but, and then I think the other thing I really prefer over Miles Morales, uh, I prefer to, Miles Morales to over the other two is um, it doesn't wear out its welcome. I think that the shortness, the tightness of that game uh, makes you more inclined to do the side quests because you just want to like milk it for everything it's worth. Because it feels short, you know what I mean? No, yeah. I, well, I won't say it feels short, but it it is a good. It's, it there's no sorry. Going back to back to the it, filler. It, it feels it's, shorter than the other ones. It's is a what complete I mean Spider-Man game. Yes. And honest way. and honestly, like after you play as Miles, it's really hard to go back and play as Peter because yeah, Miles better is better. He's better. He's got better powers, and so that was my problem. I was having with Spider-Man Two that was largely a game about Peter Parker. I kept wanting to play as Miles. He was better. Um, so that's my Spider-Man pick. I know that's a controversial one because there's a lot of great Spider-Man games. Honestly, shout out goes out to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2 game, which set the bar for every free roaming Spider-Man game ever. Um, but my other pick, I'm going to I'm gonna go with uh, another game that I think does a great job of representing the Marvel Universe and is out of left field a little bit. Uh, Lego Marvel superheroes. Ooh, those games are fun. That's those games are super fun. Loosely and they based have... on the MCU stuff, right? Kinda, yeah. But yeah. they got like everybody. It's like 180 yeah, yeah, yeah. characters yeah, 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 in yeah. there. You know what I mean? You get to visit the whole Marvel universe, but in Lego form. Um, those games are awesome. I like, wish they would make more. I know, I know. I, I also like the, well, the DC. The DC ones are fun too. Warner's lost you know. Lego license, so we might get more, but. Yeah, but anyways, that's I, I thought that was an easy pick because of the same arguments you were making for Snap. Um, honestly, Lego Marvel Superheroes was my backup in case you pick Snap, so <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. Yeah. All right, so, you get you get your last your last uh, two, two, and I'm done. And then you're done. Yeah. Okay. Well, my last two, they're gonna be Marvel games. And one's going to be my personal pick, and one's going to be the duh pick. So I'll put my personal one number four, and that is the Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. You son I of a bitch. You son of a bitch. I, I played it. the shit out of that game when it came out. It is so I good. I kept it you, I kept it as my secret weapon. I thought I thought I, oh my I was God, sure. I love that game. 
I was sure you weren't gonna get that one. Um, All right. The one thing I, I to be honest, I really don't remember much about that game except that I liked it as a kid. But the one thing I remember um, is you can take a car, rip it apart, and make it into boxing gloves. Like that was like a move you could do. Yes. And when he did that in the Incredible Hulk movie, or the Hulk did that same move, um, I think I just love that movie more than most because of that. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure he did that in the comics at some point. But to see it done in live action, because I had personally done it in a game, that that connection is something that uh, has stayed true all the all these years. And... It's, uh, it's- it's a good pick, yeah, Ricky. It's a good game. It's a, it's a, good game. It's a good pick. Yeah. I didn't also know, like, so the with the Angley Hulk, as a child, it really didn't make sense to me that the Hulk was like flying or like he was just jumping really far. I was like, that's dumb. The Hulk doesn't fly. But in that game, in my dumb six, seven year old brain, it taught me like, oh, he's just jumping. Yeah. Because he's you jump really, really far, far in that game. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an Anyways. excellent sandbox experience that takes like everything learned from the Spider-Man games that were so successful and says, how do we do that? But for the Hulk unique and make it feel like it's uniquely for the Hulk. So, yeah, good, good pick. Good pick. Number five is going to be Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Even though we just like spent <laughs> the uh, for most of the show shitting on it. You're I think I, I will pick it on that technicality that I think it is the best Spider-Man video game. And by that, I mean a game where you get to control Spider-Man through a city. I think it is the best one of those. The story, not all the way there. But in terms of Spider-Man being a vehicle and you controlling that vehicle through New York City, I think it was amazing. Like, I, my grievance is when we get some when, when in that game when you get in some of the cutscenes where you can't leave a certain area is like I I get bored like I don't want to fight this thing I want to be I just want to be swinging around like you know I don't want to yeah. yeah I don't yeah, want to yeah. be fenced in for me the photo modes everything in those yeah. games yeah all right uh so I get one last pick and uh you kind of you kind of scooped you you took my Hulk you took my Hulk man that was. That was unexpected. I I thought that was my wild card that was going to get into there. I underestimated how old you or how young you were at the time. Uh, I could go Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. It's a great game. It really is fun. Um, I don't think that game aged well. Um, So I'm going to I'm going to go retro. I'm going to go before Ricky, I think, was even a a person. Um, I'm going to go the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game by Konami. I think uh, those yeah, I guess it's a comic book game. I yeah. think those those games ate so much of my quarters. Uh you know, special shout out to the I'll X-Men Ar- the recent one. The X-Men arcade games too um were were also by Konami. It's kind of a tie for me but for between those two because I think both of them just gave you this experience of like I got to play as a team. So I got to get three of my friends at this arcade machine. And we all got to play. Or if you're lucky, there's like a special, like, I think, six-player X-Men um, arcade machine. Yeah, the big ones. Yeah, the big ones. But, yeah, playing. Yeah, and I, I know the new the new uh, game, the new um, console game that was like a tribute to the arcade games 
uh, of old is it's it's really fun. I love that game, but like it feels different because like the quarters is not a a, a part of it. You know what I mean? Like the money. If you're not spending fifteen bucks to beat this game in one night, you're not doing it right. You know what I mean? So. Um, I, I have to I have to go with those Ninja Turtle games because they got all the voices from the cartoons. It's pizza time, you know. How like they long got, is that game? Like if you play it through, probably like a half hour or forty five really? minutes, something like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Parents had to wait. They had to wait for their kids after the movies. Yeah, you'd have to like sit there and and I don't know what my parents did when we, when we play those games, but um, I have a lot of love for those games and and I just think. They did such a great job of taking something that was very beloved by a lot of people at that time and and making it an interactive experience. So um, you de you decide in the, in the comments who who got the better the, the better list. Um, I still say I still say well, I did. We should add up the Metacritic scores of all our lists. Fair enough. You could That's do that. A good one. Yeah. Uh, we can put those in the comments, but for now, we should probably switch over to talk about the thing that we we said we we promised we talk about. What was uh what was the thing we were talking about? Invincible. I tried to do I tried to do the thing. Nice, but you were too slow. I was too slow. Too slow. <laughs> All right, so really quick before we get into this, I'm going to get one spoiler warning, uh, too. I'm going to give a, the quickest recap of the four episodes. Uh, episode one was called A Lesson for Your Next Life. In the aftermath of his father's betrayal, Mark struggles with his responsibilities as invincible and encounters an unexpected enemy. In episode two, uh, in about six hours, I lose my virginity to a fish. Uh, that one was, it's a summer break for Mark and his friends, but supervillains don't take a vacation. Mark is forced to face the consequences of Omni-Man's double life. Uh, episode three, the missive, the ma this, this missive, this machination. Mark starts his college career. Debbie struggles with her personal trauma. And Alan, the alien, returns home to find a new threat facing the Coalition of Planets. And then the final one that aired last week, it's called It's Been a While. Mark answers the call to save an alien species, but it comes with unexpected personal consequences. There was the summary. I mean, it's a really brief, brief like summary. What what did you feel as I was recapping all four of those for you? Not a lot has actually kind of happened. I feel like the pieces with the end of the most recent episode, the, I feel like we have all the pieces on the on the board now. Is that that a is that a bad assessment? I never know with Invincible because I didn't read the books, so I'm never mm -hmm. I'm never certain what pieces are on the board or which ones are still left or remain to be placed. Um, I will say that it seems a, a heavy part of the first few episodes was setting up Angstrom Levy, uh, aka Sterling K. Brown's character, mm -hmm. um, as a new villain that's going to be. Um, coming after invincible uh because weird weird circumstances right like he's trying to like he's he's created a crazy network of of uh, he it's like, like a council like of a, reeds himself yeah the one comes, yeah he took all the reeds and put their brain into his yeah but knowledge. then there was but it it went horribly wrong right and so he got all mutated and then all of his others 
are dead and and everybody died because of this and so he's decided it's invincible's fault just because it happened to be that he they he he for some reason he was building this machine on our in our in mark's uh, universe right is that mm -hmm. what happened yeah and so because of that he has this weird power where he can he can travel to he can travel to any dimension right any multiverse but he yeah, can't he can create a portal to a different dimension and when he does you end up in the same spot but just yeah that's just right. in a different dimension that's right yeah 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 so um yeah interesting character i don't know that like it was necessarily the thing that i wanted to be going into when the season started right like i kind of wanted to deal more with what happened with Omni Man? What, what, you know? And so they made you wait. They made you wait for a little while. But yeah, right? he hasn't really. He just had his episode, and, and he hasn't really done much. Uh, just, yeah. I mean, well, he hasn't. He hasn't. But yeah. But then, so we went two episodes of kind of toying around with this Angstrom Levy thing, and then in the third episode, it's kind of like this different thing going on where the, it's a two. Ep, it's kind of two stories in mm -hmm. one episode, right? And the first part of it is the Alan the Alien episode where you get to you get to learn about what's been going on with Alan and he gets to have a love scene and Mark gets to have a love scene at the same time. And and it ends with Alan completely getting murdered by the Viltrumites, right? Like you know, Yeah, he, he somehow lived through his his beating and then he gets murdered. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of sad because like, you know, it, you, you want to believe that Seth Rogen is going to be voicing this character for longer than that. And and what if I'm wrong? I could be wrong. Right. Maybe somehow Alan's back. But I don't I don't know. I feel like he he's pretty, pretty dead. He's pretty dead. Right. Yeah. He's pretty dead. Uh, remind me. Do you remember why? Like what what was his what he was? What was he doing? He was he was trying to keep the location of Mark secret. Right. Yeah. He he will. That and uh, he was going to find. He was tasked with finding the mole in the uh, in the other account. That's right. And then we learned the mole was Optimus Prime. Yes, that was Optimus Prime. <laughs> I was weirded out by it. Like when I first heard it, my wife Even was the Optimus Prime it. voice. Yeah, my wife's like, "Hey, is that legal? That's, Can you that's, do that? That's Peter. That's Peter. That's his voice, bro. I mean, but like if." That's, that's not his, his voice. voice. That's his Optimus Prime voice. That's his voice, man. He's old now. Uh, but uh, yeah, my wife was like, hey, that's Peter Cullen, right? And I was like, whoa, you know his name. Like, that's amazing. And so when when uh, when they start talking about a mole, I was like, well, it's obviously him because no one would suspect Optimus Prime. And so, except I guess I did. I don't know. Was it surprising to you, the, the voice of Optimus little, Prime? I thought it was a girl. I think they kind of framed his love interest. Oh. I assumed it was Optimus Prime. I know that's not his character's name. I don't remember what it was, but uh, but yeah, there was a mole among among Alan's uh, people or adopted peoples and stuff, and mm -hmm. um, and so yeah. But I, I honestly felt like the first three episodes were kind of just like, okay, we're 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 doing some interesting things here, but like, can we can we please? Do the Omni Man thing, and so Episode Three actually ends with 
uh, some aliens coming to to ask Mark for help. They're shapeshifters, you know, and or or, or I think they or they create a mental image. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when they finally get Mark to agree to come help them, he they go back to their planet, and they are greeted by his father. And that was the cliffhanger from the week before. And so this episode, this previous one, the last one was kind of like everything for me, which is we get to learn like what Omni-Man went through after he betrayed Earth and and revealed himself to be a conqueror and then killed a lot of people, right? He killed a lot of people. Um, and then uh, he beat the shit out of his son, right? He he literally knocked all his teeth out, right? He locked, knocked all of Mark's teeth out um, and left him there and, and in this horrible state and just left the planet. And you get to see that he pretty much like flew around the universe, just mopey, sad, not knowing what to do with himself until I think he, he was actually, I think he was toying with the idea of killing himself in a black hole. Right. Like, I think that's what they kind of allude to. Like, yeah, I think he was considering that he was there floating. He was floating in front of a black, black hole. And then he decided to, let go and start letting the black hole pull him in and then right at the last moment he looks over and he sees that there's a a, a a spaceship that is in distress because it's being sucked into this black hole and against you know it's it's will or whatever so he saves it he saves it and he meets these people that are a race of um you know bug-like creatures that are uh, you know they live life to the fullest because their lives are very short and he is kind of overwhelmed by, I don't know if is, I think it's kind of his guilt and also his sense of maybe getting a second chance. I'm not sure, but he decides There's to a try lot of, a lot of emotions. There's a lot going on. Right. And so I he, kind of, he goes through. Yeah, and I kind of feel like the whole episode was a metaphor for that dad that really f's up at being a father for one family, and then moves on, gets another family, and then on paper he looks like a good dad, right? Does yeah, do you, yeah. Did, you, did you get that feeling? Yeah, um, but it doesn't mean he's actually dealt with any of his issues, right? It just yeah, he didn't he's... really address. He he fixed the problem by correcting himself and not the issue that he caused yes and, and, and that's and, that's not necessarily a, a way it's a way to it's not oh god it's like complex family dynamics it's not you it's get, a way to you heal, get, you, heal you get it it's you a way to it. heal yourself but not the hill hill uh, what you broke or fix what you broke and you get to go through those emotions i mean that was neat but for me the fascinating part of it was the stuff with mark's mom um, because you get to see the flip side of that, right? Like, yeah. To put it in a context, if you don't watch the show, like, if your partner was responsible for killing a lot of people, and we're talking if, thousands if, if of people, if your partner was Hitler, if your partner was Hitler, and then your partner no, is no longer there, what does that make? What does that leave you? Right? And you look dumb because how did you? How could you have not known? Right? Yeah, but then you yeah. have this extra layer, which they actually touch on is to her. Like Omni Man's not dead, obviously he's just off planet. Yeah, 
Yeah. So it's like everything's put on this weird pause state for her, right? Where she can't necessarily move on because he's still there. And, you know, what do you... He, he could come back whenever he, he wants, back right? Anytime. And would she take him back after what she said? Who knows? That's still the father of your child. It's like it's it's some weird... It's I don't call it weird. It's some very complex emotions that this show plays with and i think that's what really makes it interesting I, yeah the the animation the violence is cool but it's almost like you know it's akin to the boys or the boys they they present you with these uh like philosophical questions almost i'm like it's nothing's really right it's just like what do you you know there's no yeah. right path it's the path that you choose right yeah you know? and that and that and I mean, his dad plays with that, right? When he's convincing Mark to help to help save these people because he knows the Viltrumites are coming because he basically broke a, a sacred rule among the Viltrumites is, is you only uh, you only cross breed with uh, human-like species. Mm -hmm. So they consider this offspring that he's created, he's, Mark has a new half-brother um, with, you know, these bug people and they consider it a lesser life form and so when they find out they will kill it so he's like mark you don't have to do this for me but do this for your brother and he's like you can't put that on me you know but like at the same time it's complicated right because mark yeah. he wants to do good he wants to use this power that he has to do good and so as much as it hurt as much as he wants to rebel against his dad and 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 do the opposite of what his dad says in this case mark knows in his heart that the right thing to do is to save these people and so he's very conflicted right because he wants to see the world as black and white he wants to just have his dad be the villain now after everything he did but even the villain not can, that easy. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's, um, that's that's real life. Right. That's real life. You know? No, yeah. People are complex. I, I appreciate yeah. that they have that rule about, you know, only breeding with human like species. Like, I wish <laughs> I wish Marvel would have some kind of Star Wars because like the, the real reason why those movies don't have aliens or they're not like going to another planet with like aliens that look different it's like because it's expensive right you want actors and you just get people on there and mm -hmm. say they're as guardians and wipe your hands clean but like why doesn't captain marvel save non-human like people right or why doesn't yeah. why don't the guardians hang out with people like it's it's weird it well, is weird the guardians hang out with some pretty weird things True. okay like, like I, star I, wars i appreciate the empire like it's only for a while. It was only white people on on, on empire ships. White men. It was only white, white men. men yeah. For a and long, then they long added time. women, and then they finally added color. But yeah. no aliens. No aliens work for the empire. Yeah, but that's because they're like supposed to be analogous to the Nazis. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's, yeah, that's their whole thing. Is they believe they're the pure race. You know, the, the the pure species on the in the universe, the galaxy, whatever. So, um, but you know, I I yeah. I, I liked the weird rule. Uh, it did make me question how did he make that baby with her? But I chose to look past that because um, it's a cool thing. And honestly, you know, like it's sad because the Viltrumites do end up killing all those people. 
but Mark does manage to get the baby, I think, to safety. So it's possible that we'll see that baby come back uh, next year when the show comes back for the, and he might be fully grown up by then yeah, too, right? Age quickly. Yeah, he's going to age faster than than a human would, but slower than their people would. Um, so we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, but I really, I got to say, uh, where the season started and where it's gotten to was a great progression for me because, like, I didn't, I didn't really care about this new villain that we were we were dealing with. You know, well, like he's I felt, really, he's not really, he's been in it for maybe ten minutes tops. I like the clones better, like the two the two clone guys that he recruits. The that, good. You know, yeah, those guys crack me up, and how like and how the one gets super damaged, um, and ends up he ends up like being like, yeah, now we'll know for sure which one's the clone, you know, and that turns out to be like not a good thing, like yeah, because well, the other because the other one kills him. I like the prestige dynamic that they pull. Mauler, right? That's his name. Yeah, Mahler. the Maulers. Yeah, you know, yeah. like where you create a clone, clone yourself. Like you gotta kill it. Like, like, right? Like that's well, you, like you, you gotta kill it if it knows it's it's not if it's if it knows it's the clone or or vice versa, yeah. right? Because so their dynamic only works if there's two only two of them, and they both can't tell which one is the clone. You know, like yeah. that's. That's hilarious. That's such a very specific thing that they've got going on, but I love it. And then uh, I guess my other question for you, like, because, you know, I, I don't, we don't want to stick around too long. We're at our welcome, um, like Marvel Spider-Man stuff, um, Mar Marvel Spider-Man too. But uh, Cecil, my cur my curiosity is, okay, when Mark goes home, I love because 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 remember remember the last thing that happens with Mark on the Viltrumite planet right is mm -hmm. the Vilch or I mean not the Viltrumite planet the planet with the the bug aliens is the Viltrumites show up they do succeed in beating Mark and and Omni Man and they break Omni Man's back right like they fully break his back and they tell Mark that they're going to take him back and have him executed but they're letting Mark live. He's going to go back to Earth and he's going to fulfill the mission of conquering it. Because if he doesn't, they're going to come and just completely obliterate everything. What is Mark going to do? What is, is he going to is he going to be open and honest with Cecil? Is that what he's going to do? Like, what do you think? I don't think he's going to be able. Well, hey, Cecil's great. Cecil's always in great notes. That's Walter Goggins, right? Walton Goggins. Yeah. Walton Goggins. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think he tells Cecil, but I do think I do think he tells his friends and he forms his his version of the Guardians of the Globe. Like, yo, we gotta train up to stop. This I thing. mean I mean he's already on Cecil's, you know, uh like bad list right now, right? Naughty list because he left uh, he'd viol he 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 went against a direct order from Cecil. Um so do you think he tries to get back in his good graces or like i don't think it... so because like he he doesn't he i from my understanding his relationship with cecil now is like hey i'm the best one on the planet so tap me in when you need me but i don't work for you right like that's the kind of the is that is that it i don't know that's hard for me to say like if i agree with that 
I don't know. I feel like Cecil is somebody you want on your good side. You know what I mean? Like he's he's scary. He's got a lot of power. And they've been researching ways to to hurt Viltrumites, right? Like that's mm -hmm. that's their whole thing. They're trying to figure out if if this comes to it, what are you know, what are we gonna do to take out Mark or possibly his dad if he comes back? So I'm I was just curious. So you think he's gonna try what chances do you think he has with his friends? I mean, I guess Adam Eve. Adam Eve, she's pretty powerful. Yeah. So I did like her little side story of like. I did watch this... that as well. No, I meant I meant oh. her, her side. Story. Yeah, her her movie was excellent. Um, her side story I meant in this in this season about like her deciding to just go bypass the bureaucracy of government and just do whatever she wants. So she builds a park for oh, the, the park, people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then you find out that they never built a park there because it's on top of a sinkhole. And so she probably hurt like hundreds of people because she did that, you know? So like it's, 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 it goes back to that whole, you know, with great power comes great responsibility uh, notion that all of these kids are struggling with as they try and use superpowers. And it's, I, I love this show because like you said, it's super complex. Like it's, it's, it's taking real life problems and mirroring them in a superhero story, you know, like it's, it's, it's making it's blowing them out of proportion and making them just really ugly, you know, like it's it's yeah, it's it's really for somehow. Yeah, I feel like this show does everything. Families that it, get ugly, man. And it, it's I, the show doesn't not afraid to go to those. Uh, those uh, trenches, you know, those. Yeah, I feel like the only real difference between this and the boys is that it does all the things that like special effects wise that the boys could not afford to do. <laughs> no. So like, you know what I mean? So like, but it's still dealing with the same kind of problems. It's just, I forgot just, uh, the little boys nugget. You see they're doing a Mexico spinoff no. with, uh, uh, with Gail Garcia Bernard, right? Where by night, that guy. Yeah. And, uh, Gabriel Luna and or okay yeah yeah uh, no no that's Diego Luna isn't Diego it? Luna Gabriel's Terminator and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so they're doing um, a, um it's called Mexico the boys Mexico is a working title okay so what right. whatever is going on in Mexico in the boys universe um yeah okay all right put some I cool can be cool yellow tone filter on it because that's what they yeah <laughs> yeah i think in general like i'm just down for any superhero show that seth rogan produces because like he well, he's he, two for two he yeah. no he did the pre he did preacher also he's three for three he's three for three man um yeah. but i i think these i mean to be fair they're both based on properties right but they're yeah, all, all three of them are. Yeah. they're they're playing they're playing in in just new spaces it's like almost as if like the superhero-ness is like the backdrop for some really interesting just character character yeah. in the boys cases political dynamics everything's a metaphor for something that yeah. we can relate that we can relate to and i think mm -hmm. that's what good superhero storytelling is i think that's kind of what you know what drove people to uh 
to read those so much in the 60s, you know, like when the Marvel comics started coming out, like there was a lot of stuff going on in our country that was really shitty. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, the, the, te the tension with Vietnam, like uh, the, the, the civil rights movements, like there's so many things like going uh, like making it's so much noise right and and these people just wanted to like go and escape in a universe but then they go and escape and they don't realize that these stories were serving up that same those same topics but hidden inside spandex you know what i mean and so <laughs> i think i think that what i think that somewhere along the line like it just you know, the machine of it all kind of gobbled up all of that intention and just became a, cycl a cyclical, you know, thing that's churning out content because it has to to sustain itself. Whereas like these indie books, like The Boys or Invincible and stuff like that, they actually get to do the, the modern day thing that Stan Lee's books were doing in the 60s, which is be, you know, windows into what our society mm -hmm. is and, and reflect back at us what's going on in our world and so um i i appreciate any time a story does that and, and mm -hmm. makes you feel uh and i i just think it's cool that you you keyed in on some of the the, the complex things that were going on with the mom and stuff so yeah the show's working it's doing it's doing the, it's doing its job it's a and good so, show who knew yeah who knew i think who we knew? knew last season yeah so <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you, you did the homework and you watched you watched the four episodes. That's right. Really cool. it all. Good. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say I mean, I think some people can get put off by the violence. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's gratuitous. I think it's it it, it amplifies what happens when a Superman punches you. Just like I think the boys does a good job at it. <laughs> you want you want gratuitous? Go watch Omni Man in Mortal Kombat One. <laughs> All those those fatalities that? are so good. Oh, they're really good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I mean that's all I had to say about Invincible. Like, I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it. I I think Wait. we can we can both recommend it. If I think the second half of the season comes back next year. Yeah. Uh, so we got to take a break. So everybody, you know where. This shows that in relations, are the books still going on? I'm not sure. I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they they're still going on. Um, but yeah, I it's I, uh, Robert Kirkman, right? Who also did The Walking Dead, correct? And Marvel so, Zombies. And Marvel Zombies. So, if you like those things, maybe check out Invincible. Walking Dead's Robert, big, right? Right. I, Rock Walking Dead's pretty big, dude. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. For a while, for a while, pretty much all of America was watching it. So the first um, season was really good. The first season's amazing. It's amazing. Um, everything after that is just increasing. It's just still going. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, we we won't keep going because we are going to wrap this puppy up. So all I, right. I think you, you teed us up for next week. I guess we're doing Die Hard. Is that what we're doing? Don't say it like that. Say I guess we're, we're doing die. Hard. We're doing die hard. Yippee ki yay! I won't finish that, but um, yes, Mr. Falcon. Yes, exactly. Yes, <laughs> we're doing die hard. It's it's a hero's story, um, and uh, I think it's going to be a fun one to, and it's topical. Um, 
well, I mean, seasonal, I guess it's seasonal. Yeah, so we'll figure out if it's seasonal or not. Yeah. In, enjoy it. Enjoy it. And uh, join join us for that discussion. Thanks to uh, Joel for tuning in to just say one thing about our draft and then never chime in again. Um, remember, anybody who happens to catch the show at uh, any time after this, please write in the comments. Uh, we it, it, it helps feed the uh, the whole yeah whole algorithm you know the, uh, let us know what you robots thought back there yeah tell us if yeah. we're good or not let us know if you if you liked our draft and which one of us you liked better okay um mm-hmm. i will give i will give one, one bonus point to ricky for getting that hulk that hulk in there that was a good that was a good pull mm-hmm. that was an excellent pull it's one of my favorite games too so all right guys we're gonna take off do with it, that ricky. true believers enough said mm-hmm.